0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to another edition of the f to the l to the double o g that's right it's the fantasy league of ordinary gentlemen what's happening everybody yo yo, yo, yo. so we got a it's been a couple weeks but we're back at it uh me and ty are going to hold down the fort for tonight um we're interested to see some players i mean we're going into week five we're interested in seeing some players who pretty much maybe skyrocketed somebody was completely off the radar before um our fantasy drafts and then those who you know we probably put some fantasy stock in and who pretty much plummeted within the first four weeks but um regardless to say we'll get into that but i want to swing it on over my man ty ty how you been man
1: Man, I'm good, dude. Uh, baseball season's pretty much done. My Orioles are done, so now it's basically football and uh, basketball's gonna start up, hockey's gonna start up. But uh, my Orioles went eighty-three and seventy-nine. I'm I'm in, I'm happy with what they did. They didn't make the playoffs, but shit, they averaged fifty-one wins for the last three years, so I can't complain. But your Phillies are still in it. Your yeah. Phillies are gonna be in. Um, you're more of what so. Let me ask you something. You'd probably go – if I had to rank your teams that you like, does it go Philadelphia Eagles, Flyers, then Phillies? Wow. You accurate? hit the
0: net, hit the nail on the head, dude. That's exactly <laughs> okay. what it is. Okay, that's but, what I
1: thought.
0: Yeah. Um, no play yeah. – I'll be honest, though. I mean, obviously I love the Eagles in the playoffs, but nothing is as intense as watching hockey playoffs. Like when the Flyers might – I mean, you could say right now I'm not the biggest Phillies fan – Philly fan because I don't watch – you know those two sports throughout the regular season, only in the playoffs. But um, <laughs> hey, I'm down here in Virginia. I'm not. In, it's not like on cable TV for me down here. But um, right. Eagles pretty religiously. But like, there's nothing as great as like playoff hockey, man. I love it.
1: It's the best. I wish I, I wish I could say I agree, but the Sabers haven't made the playoffs in 13 years, so I don't know what that's like. So yeah, but um, but I I, I would if the Sabers made the playoffs, I would be. All in, but uh but anyways, yeah, man. I mean things are good, man. Uh glad to be doing this again. Um and yeah, yeah, that's about it really. Man.
0: Cool. Like uh I was looking and next week's gonna be an interesting week for you and your bills, correct?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. a little
0: showdown of you and uh Mr. Kamish, Joshua T. A. Hicks. A little more yeah. bills and Chiefs action.
1: I um are you
0: I'm going? To- no, no. So uh,
1: cool. no, no! I already. For those that don't know, I went last year, and well, I'll be polite, but let's just say a lot of Chiefs fans talked a lot of smack to me that I did cool. not expect. Uh, so I've been there one time. Saw the Bills one. We'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. One and no. like 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 Bill Murray in Space Jam. I'm going out on top. Uh, Hell yeah! So, but um, yeah. I mean, we gotta get by Pittsburgh first. I mean, or let me say, Buffalo's gotta get by Pittsburgh first. Pittsburgh beat them last year. Um, and Buffalo's got a lot of injuries right now. Not to make that excuse, but there's a lot of injuries. So next man up, as they say. Uh, Pittsburgh's not easy. Um, <sighs> those 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 Pennsylvania teams for some reason they're just they're just not a they're not pushovers. Your team, shit, Eagles are balling out, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, wow. I mean, they've got it like all together, all throughout the trenches. Even if somebody were to go down, somebody is just as good backing them up. So, I mean, I love the offensive line. I love what they did. Um, Jason Kelsey this is the last year supposedly, but I mean, okay. We, but we have like some stout offensive linemen back. I mean, back behind him, and then dude, that defensive line is just crazy. Jordan Davis is a monster. You can't He's run so he- against him. Oh, so he's been getting some so yeah, i can't he's probably he's rotating through but like he, he's on the goal line good luck running past him dude jeez they need two def, two offensive linemen to like pretty much block him if they could well he's been comes, he's been a great gem for us
1: when it comes to defense alignment we all know that the 40 yard time doesn't mean shit but excuse my language but it's 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 not human for a man that is whatever he is, three forty
0: mm-hmm. and he
1: runs like and he runs like a four
0: <laughs>
1: That is not supposed to happen. Yeah. And God bless God bless for Philadelphia, they got him. I mean that was, I mean that was a great pick. And mm-hmm. I think eventually down the road, N'Kobe Dean is gonna be a great pick and the third round, I mean that's gonna be a huge pick, but you yeah. know, they're that defense is making plays. T.J. Edwards, Darius Slay was—I mean, Darius Slay—that week two matchup against Justin Jefferson, he locked him down, and yeah. I believe he had two. I believe he had two picks, if I'm not mistaken. And so, I mean, they're just—look uh... <laughs> at Dan. How did this team beat the Chiefs? <laughs> <That's> pretty cool. <laughs> Dan always with the with the one liners or the sneaky one liners. Um, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, they're making plays on defense. They're making plays on offense. They've gotten Miles Sanders back, you who know, I've always been a big fan. I know a lot of people talk crap about Miles Sanders, but uh-huh. I've always been a I've always been a fan of Miles Sanders. And shit, he he lit up Jacksonville last week. You know, I was one of those people who was like Jacksonville, Jacksonville, and Miles Sanders lit up uh, Jacksonville in that ring. So. But, yeah, y'all balling out, dude. Y'all, In my opinion, y'all are, the, y'all are probably the best team. – y'all are definitely the best team in the NFC. And I've been trying to tell people that. I've been trying to tell my friends at work they don't want to believe, of course, they're – let's think about it. They're Cowboys and Commanders fans, so they don't want to believe the Eagles are the best team.
0: But yeah, I mean, we haven't played incredibly up-to-standard like teams yet, but that game against Jacksonville, I thought Jacksonville was going to pull that one off. But uh, it was an interesting game. Obviously, it was kind of – a messy ass game in the rain and whatnot, but hats off to the team, man. They, they pulled that one.
1: Down the way. Down the way.
0: Um yeah, let's get to it. Um we're gonna like I said, we are going to name off some players who pretty much either are trending upwards or are trending downwards. Um so to start it off, uh Ty, you want to kick it off? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll start with quarterback position. Um, you want me to do both of mine, surprise and disappointment? Sure. So you want, okay. So my surprise is Geno Smith, and my disappointment is Derek Carr, and I'll start with Geno Smith. Um, let's be honest. We all thought that Seattle should have drafted a quarterback, maybe first round, second round, heck, even the third round, heck, Washington got a quarterback in the fifth round named Sam Howe. Uh, We all thought that they should have drafted a quarterback. That didn't happen. Then we all said they need to trade for Baker Mayfield. That didn't happen. He ends up going to Carolina. He's looking, eh, you know, meh. And so then there was talk of Jimmy Garoppolo maybe getting traded to him, which that never makes sense to me right? why you would trade let alone your quarterback, to a division rival. But if somebody does that, that means that they have no faith in them. But I just never believed that. That didn't happen. So now you're stuck with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. And personally to me, I thought Geno Smith was the better choice. Anyways, I've never been a real fan of Drew Locke. And so he ends up winning winning the starting job. And things are kind of going like, you know, ho-hum, The first three weeks, 17 points against Denver, which I think that's the most points scored on Denver's defense all year so far. Of course, look at the team they played. Yeah. Uh, Then seven against San Fran, which San Fran's defense is probably the best in the NFL right now, in my opinion. And then, um, what was it, 23 against Atlanta. But, again, that's Atlanta. Their defense has never been known to do something. And then they play Detroit, which, no offense, Shane, uh, Detroit's defense (laughs) is struggling. But Geno Smith was the best fantasy football quarterback last year. Or last week. I'm sorry, last week. He was, he was the number one fantasy quarterback last week. And this guy has thrown one, 102 completions for 132 attempts, 1,037 yards, just only two interceptions, which is less than my guy Josh Allen, mm-hmm. less, less than Derek Carr. Less than Kirk Cousins, less than Joe Burrow, all these guys that are considered elite to just almost their elite. Uh, he's only got six touchdowns, but he's also ran in for one. He's ninth in sta- He's ninth among quarterbacks in standard and PPR. You know what it- his best year was? Twenty thirteen, his rookie year, and he was twentieth. So, not to mention, let's be honest, they got a rotating door at tight end. All they've involved in all three tight ends: uh, Parkinson, Disley, and um, Noah Fant. Noah Fant is probably maybe the worst out of the three, honestly, and he was supposed to be the number one. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then you've got DK and Tyler Lockett. And I know DK just had a big game this past week, but other than that, wide receiver, all they got is Lockett and um, DK. So, um, do I see him trending? Like, do I see him continuing his success? No, but for a guy that we all thought <laughs> he'll be out of a job, he'll be out of a starting job by maybe this week. He's played pretty good football. They're two and two. Um, they're tied for first place um, with the other three teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, I just and their their defense has given up. Uh, I think it was like was it 115 points in four games or something. It was something something ridiculous. And so, um, I just think at uh, seventy-seven, seventy-seven percent complete complete percentage. I just think with all that we all said, including myself, I said it too. With with everything was said about Geno Smith, this guy has played decent football, and and considering this is his tenth year in the NFL, he's playing his best football.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't argue that. I mean, I actually picked him up in a couple leagues because, I mean. Somebody like Justin Fields wasn't up to par, and even somebody like Kirk Cousins, who you can always see get Kirk Cousins as like you know a top ten, top twelve kind of QB at times, but sometimes he's not up to par. And yeah. Gino Smith is pretty much, I mean, he's wowed me quite a bit. So I'm I'm all for grabbing him off the waiver wire if need be. Maybe if you need him in um, most dynasty leagues too uh i would right now at least put him as a top 15 if you did
1: absolutely mm-hmm. and um so excuse me so my disappointment is um i i didn't have you, you don't have anything else on deal with no you're
0: good
1: okay so um my disappointment i gotta do i gotta go with Derek carr is he still 12th and standard mm-hmm. in- and thirteenth and PBR, which was what he was last year, yes, but that was with Devonte Adams last year. This and last year he had sixty-eight, sixty-eight per, uh, percent complete percentage. This year he's only got sixty-one, and he's already and he's got and his touchdown to ratio is six to four. You got arguably the maybe the best receiver in a game, top five, I would say. And they, what did did I write? Uh, In three of the four games, him and Devontae Adams, their target to completion of targets has been less than 60%. -hmm. There was only one game where they had a complete percentage of 60%. Against the Cardinals, Devontae Adams only had two catches for 12 yards. The game after that, he only had five catches for 36 yards. And then you have Darren Waller, who his is a little more with because Hunter Renfro wasn't there. But the last two games, he's had less than 24 yards and less than five targets and less than three catches. Um, again, this is another team. And again, this goes back to kind of their team, too. Their defense is not that good, or they've been underperforming. Um, they're one and three. We all thought, I think a lot of people thought that they could win this division. And not that the season's not over, or that the season's over, but they've been just underperforming all, all the way around. Uh, the best player, in my opinion, on offense has been Josh Jacobs. And we all thought a lot of people thought that he was going to be out of a starting job. This is his fourth year. This is a contract year. Um, I don't remember if they picked up the fifth year option or not. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. But they drafted him. Uh, season. They haven't. Okay, so there you go. And Josh McDaniels, I, I I heard this yesterday. Josh McDaniels comes from the Patriots, who doesn't they don't pay their running backs. They get whatever they can, and then they just say goodbye, see you later. That's probably what the Patriots will do to Damian Harris this this year. So Josh McDaniels comes from that um, philosophy, and Josh Jacobs has been the best, in my opinion, has been the best player on the offense and better. I mean, I know Renfro's been hurt the first two or last two games, but Josh Jacobs has picked up the slack, uh, especially last week. I mean, he went off against Denver, but I think that's all I got for Derek Carr. I just think that, and, well, I just I'll just say, as far as the team and him, it's just been a disappointment. And him between him and Devonte Adams, like I said, three of the four games have been under sixty percent. That's not a good book. So um, that's all I got.
0: Yeah, like uh, that's also awesome. a, a good segue. I mean, Devontae Adams and segue into Aaron Rodgers now, like I mean, because mm-hmm. I kind of have him. I mean, without him having any kind of, you know, offensive piece, you know, anybody like Devontae Adams. I mean, Alan Lazard has been doing pretty decent, pretty good, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, you see the emergence of Romeo Dubes too. So it seems like Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers probably miss each other because we kind of thought Derek Carr could take that leap. I mean, like uh especially with like uh an alpha and Devontae Adams. But I mean we we do have um hunter Renfro coming back and that rushing game, something that's big that's been with key with Josh McDaniels. And you've seen that quite a bit um when he was back in with the Patriots. But uh yeah, let's I'm gonna bring it over to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, obviously, the wide receivers took a nosedive, trying to see who would uh, come about. I mean, Christian Watson's there, uh, Romeo Dooms. We've had um, uh, Sammy Watkins already injured. <laughs> uh, so uh, even like Randall Cobb, you know, he's gonna he's iffy half the time. Uh, whether it'll be questionable and stuff like that and then uh alan lazard is definitely capable um to none of the tight ends really uh stood up too so i mean robert Tunyon as well i mean he's someone that i was kind of gravitating towards that could help aaron Rodgers because he was a good bread zone threat too yep. um but we don't see anything there at all either but um also, too, we have talked about this on the offseason, is Aaron or Aaron Jones. Um, could he have taken the workload from Devontae Adams and what was left over? But um, so far, I mean, the two-time MVP for the past two years, Aaron Rodgers, has kind of taken a downfall. I mean, he's just outside – just inside the top 20 in QBs right now. And that is definitely a dec- steady decline when he's usually –
1: you know, top five, top eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen he threw his uh, fourth ever pick six the other day, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Kind of crazy to think about, but um, yeah. It's like you said, he's still still learning the receivers, but I think Romeo Do- Dobbs is going to be a good one. I've been saying that. I think he'll be good. It, it's going to take some time, unless you're Jamar Chase. It, it's going to take time as a rookie wide receiver. The only. There's only one Jamar Chase and there's only one Jeff, Justin Jefferson and they came out, you know, hot out of the gate. So,
0: yeah, the only, only way it seemed like uh, they were getting Christian Watson involved was on jet sweeps and stuff. Like I haven't mm-hmm. really seen too many of him, like him catching much, but uh, it seemed like, wow. yeah, Matt Lafleur is trying to get him somewhat involved. You know how sure. Rogers is. If you're not catching it or if you're making any kind of mistakes or you're not where you're supposed to be in your route, like he's gonna. Look towards somebody else half the time. Exactly. So, there's definitely well, some growing pains with that team, so it'd be interesting to see how this shakes out for the rest of the season. But mm-hmm. I want to go to the same, a different team, same division, and give a little props to Jared Goff, who right now he's like a top five, top six uh, option in a fantasy right now at QB. Um, already through 151 attempts. Um, Completed about 92 of them uh well, a little over uh, 1100 yards. So golf um this team I, did you see this stat uh tie like I think okay the lions pretty much average per game 36 points a game yep. but they give up 36.3 points per game. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh
1: jeez. Uh,
0: thirty nine, yeah.
1: something
0: like that. But man, I couldn't yeah. believe it. But
1: right. I, I wanna, mean, yeah. it's, i was just oh. gonna say, and it's it's bad when you score forty five points. You shouldn't be losing. Mm-hmm. No, no, no offense, but the Detroit fans. But you shouldn't. You score forty five points. You ought to be crushing people.
0: So Yeah. Well, I mean, the benefactor of that from Jared Goff, basically, is one that you were bringing up in Monra St. Brown. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, this guy was uh, – he was outside the top 20 in uh, standard and PPR last year. And, you know, he kind of ended on a high note, but I think you alluded to some of those games were without TJ Hawkinson, which uh, for a couple of years now he's been the number one target. For the Detroit Lions, and um, and I knew he, I know Amari Ross A. and Brown could take that next step, but he's already got thirty three targets in the first three games, uh, twenty three catches. Which, that's not bad. It's everybody's favorite number sixty nine percent complete <laughs> complete percentage. I know that was bad. Um, but sixty nine percent complete percentage and um, two hundred fifty three yards and three touchdowns and. This so this has been his line. So so for those that he missed the last game, he's still seventh in standard and still seventh in PBR. He has not gotten less than ten point three points per game in fantasy football. That's amazing. And if he had kept that line this week, he would be fourth in both PBR and standard. He would be only behind Tyreek. My guy Stefan and of course Cooper Cup, so he would be ahead. so he would be ahead of. I think he's behind Waddle, Justin Jefferson, and the other name. And I, I knew the name a second ago. Um, shoot, I can't remember the other name, but he'd
0: be he'd be ahead
1: of. Good. Oh
0: no, I was saying it's all good. I was thinking, who was like Mike Evans or anybody? I
1: can't think. Well, Mike Evans did miss a game too, though.
0: That's the only thing about that. Yeah, that's right.
1: But yeah, I can't think of I can't think of that onion. But needless to say, had he gotten ten points, he'd be ahead of the three guys behind ahead of him. But his line so far, first three games: twelve targets, eight catches, sixty-four yards, and a touchdown. The next game against against the different Commanders, but still twelve targets, nine catches, one hundred sixty. I'm sorry, one hundred sixteen yards, two touchdowns that's not including the fact that he got two carries that game and he ran for 68 yards. And then last game was pedestrian compared to the first two and I say pedestrian. 9 targets, 6 catches, 73 yards. So, and that's, that's not, That is not a bad, that's not a bad line. And so like I said, I knew I figured he could be a top 15, maybe outside a number 1 receiver, but He's taking it to another level. And it goes back to just that again, it's a second year. I I always say this it's he's in his second year with Jared Goff. He's in his second year with Dan Campbell. He's in his second year with I believe Antoine Randall, uh, I believe is their wide receiver coach. It makes a big difference when you have consistent coaching. So um and, and this time around, guess what? TJ Hawkinson. Is playing. Mm-hmm. We saw. you saw. Ma, Ross Saint Brown didn't play this week. Who was the benefactor of that? T.J. Hawkinson. Before that, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I got T.J. Hawkinson on my team. I'm not trying to disrespect him, but the three games he played with the Saint Brown, he had 82 yards catching. Damn. And Myra, Myra Brown had uh, tripled that. So I mean, it's it's clear that when he comes back. He's the number one wires. receiver, and DJ Chark. How about DJ Chark, mm-hmm. he had first three games. I believe he had 98 yards. In the second game against the Commanders, he had four targets, no catches. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the first three games he had tripled the amount of uh, catches, yards. I even say touchdowns than two guys that uh, against again, compared to the number one option last year, and then the. So called could have been the number one option this year. So, um, I, I can't wait till he comes back because he's in one of my leagues. But I mean, he's, I can't wait to see how this season goes for him. Cause I mean, again, he's, he's number seven in standard of PPR and he missed again.
0: Yeah. That's wild. Like, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of him, dude. Really. Like, uh, I definitely tried to trade for him in some leagues, like after the first week. Um, Definitely not easy to get. So there's some ways I think in some leagues, especially uh Dynasty, you're gonna have to package in some way, shape, or form in order to get somebody like him. Like I mean, yeah. if somebody's looking for a running back, maybe you can dive through and uh trade up the running back if you stacked him that in order to get him in waves. But he's been he's been carrying the load, especially with some other teams too. Like, I mean, if he you had him as a wide receiver two or three. You're in the money right now, so I think he's he's huge, big asset in fantasy right now. Yeah. Uh, he's can definitely be a league winner, I believe. Well,
1: and the only thing is he might not play this week, but the good news is they have him buy next week, mm-hmm. and so so if they can get by New England, they'll probably get DeAndre Swift back and a Brown. Just saying. <laughs>
0: dude i got i mean i'm gonna give a little props to josh reynolds too man he looks good i mean he's definitely like one of those um possession wide receivers for uh jared goff ever since they i mean i know me and you have talked about it quite a bit before but like stemming back to them the los angeles rams when they were both there too so i mean they'd have some rapport so i'd always think like josh reynolds is definitely somebody to look at say if you know Amon Raz out, DJ Sharks out, all of them. Uh, definitely. I, I, go ahead. I was, just, I was just gonna say,
1: I think he was the number two option this mm-hmm. past week behind Hawkinson. Yeah. I think he, I think he had like 80 yards or something. So yeah, he was the number two. the you week know, before he had a good game too. I think he had some like 90 yards or something like that. So yeah, Josh Reynolds. I agree. Josh Reynolds is starting to pick up some steam. We'll see uh, if that carries over once mod gets
0: back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd hate to, um, you know, keep this going because Shane would bust a nut, I mean, with all this Lions pop. But uh, Jameson Williams, do you know the ETA of it?
1: Only I've, I haven't wouldn't. really
0: looked. Yeah, only Shane wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> I've seen that he hasn't been on IR, right? He's just mainly
1: the pup. I think he got put, he got put on the pup. Mm-hmm. So that would mean that if he did get put on the pup, he's eligible to come back this week. But, that being said, they don't have to put them. they don't have to um, take him off the, or, how's it go? I can't even remember. Bill's got the same thing with Jadavius White, but they haven't op- oh, they haven't opened the window. Basically, once you get taken off the pup, you have to, it's like 21 days. Something that like that, that yeah. yeah yep. So, So, I mean, again, if if you're Detroit, I wouldn't even rush it. Like, if if he's not ready, which it doesn't look like he's going to play this week, and that's okay because, again, they're about to go on a bye next week. So mm-hmm. you could put Jameson Williams back. You could get, I don't, again, only Shane would know how far along he is. But yeah. I you did notice James-
0: that he's pop- possibly capable after the bye. So, okay. Maybe so, yeah. For yeah the next two to three weeks, you might see that debut of Jameson Williams.
1: Right, and that'd be perfect. Like I said, you'll get a probably a healthy DeAndre Swift and a healthy Amara St. Brown and then Jameson Williams. That offense is, ooh, it's already humming. Imagine what imagine with it with Jameson Williams.
0: So in ways, I kind of like to do, like, make trades against the grain. Like, sometimes it hurts me in Dynasty, say, and sometimes it comes out to my benefit. It all depends. Depends on how you play with it. I don't like to, like, just try and trade to win half the time. I like to trade and see, like, is this going to work for me? Is it going to work for the other guy, too? But Jameson Williams in Dynasty, like, would you take a small, like, leap and trade for him? Like, it's kind of hard to try and buy low because some people want to do that whole wait and see how he turns out. Right. Or if like there's a needy team, um, especially with all these injuries we have had like, you know, some uh some running back issues and stuff like that. I mean, if you were to do like, I'm trying to figure out a running back I would trade and there's probably nobody that I can think I would, of off the dime.
1: I'm using a wait and see what he does, but I know like like Lucha and Chupa, I could use a receiver. So I would maybe take a chance on him. Um,
0: the reason I say is because, say he does put up legitimate, like, big-time points in his debut, then his price only goes up even further. Absolutely. You know? That's the thing I'm wondering. But, I mean, with uh, you also got to put into the um, – for this team in general, uh, you got to put in the factor that there's a lot of mouths to be, you know, the cliche talk. Yeah, you with know, Amon Ross, St. Brown, you have Josh Reynolds. But the good thing is you got somebody like Jared Goff who is chucking the ball quite a bit. Yeah. um, That's probably the plus for it all. But I was just like curious like maybe what your thoughts were. And, uh, how things- I would – well, I would
1: – I mean, if I'm being honest, if he went first round in all of our drafts, I'm not giving up more than a first-round draft choice for him. If he went the first round, I'm not giving up more than a first-round draft choice for him. Especially right, because, yeah. like, because, like you said, there's so much mouth to feed, uh, mouse to feed, um, yeah. you know. And like you said, Josh Reynolds is coming along. T.J. Hawkinson finally woke up. Um, <clears throat> Jamal Williams is running the football real well. DeAndre Swift was playing really well before he got hurt. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent. I mean, this is it, it's arguably, in my opinion, on paper, is the most talented offense in the NFC North. In my opinion. Yeah, even yeah. there than- the weapons yeah. they got, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just gotta get that defense right. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I've only given up a first rounder for Jamison Williams, and if that doesn't work, then oh well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, all right, so uh that was a big uh lions talk. So that's a <laughs> little plug for Shane. Uh so mine who I'd like to look into. Um, wide receiver wise is uh, George Pickens. We've seen Mitch Trubisky pretty much get uh, you know the backseat of this uh, offense now, and I think Pickens with this new QB, we could see something like. I think Chase playpool is getting pushed aside uh, quite a bit, yeah. and yep. with Kenny Pickett, I think we can see some more accurate throws. You know, he's not going to have to make that one-handed catch from that garbage throw from Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky anymore. Um, and I think Deontay Johnson and George Pickens can be the guys to benefit off of Kenny Pickett nowadays. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: He only had 20 targets, but what we've seen from him, um his physical presence off the line and everything like that too, is only going to keep him on the field more you know i mean that's one of those where i mean even though he's not in the play he's going to be able to help out you know the play if it's a rushing attack or anything like that but i like george pickens dude i mean i would love to trade for him um so i tried with shane at one point he didn't want isaiah pacheco this is like before the season started but um like uh i don't know like um I say most, like, kind of like we were talking about Jameson Williams. I don't think you can pretty much trade for him unless you're throwing down a first as well, because we can see somebody who can be an elite talent in years to come. So. Absolutely.
1: I, You know, and I'll, and this is one of those where I'll be the first one to admit that his freshman year, he was really good. He was great, and then he got hurt, and I just didn't like the production. But people were talking like, like I mean, you guys – Shane definitely was really high on him, and I think you were as well, and I have to admit, rightfully so. I mean, look at that. He's obviously got hands. I mean, look at that one-hand catch. Uh, Was it against Cleveland in the end zone? or Was it the end zone? No, it it was
0: maybe about the 20-yard line.
1: Okay. But, I mean, obviously, like you said, obviously the physical traits are there, and he probably – and I can't say I've sat and watched Pittsburgh, but – my impression is he probably gets more separation than Chase Claypool. Um Chase Claypool is probably a bigger target, but doesn't get as much separation as George Pickens. Pickens definitely doesn't get as much separation as Deontay Pigginton. But, um, yeah, so far this guy, <laughs> I mean, he came out and said, what, 90% of the time he was open? Like a couple weeks ago or something like that? Like, and so um, – yeah i'm I'm with you I think uh and I've been t- and I've been hearing and here's my bills plug, but I've been hearing a lot of like Chase Claypool to the Buffalo bills, at least from a couple of the like beat reporters because the bills have a lot of injuries, and they don't really have that tall presence like <laughs> I hope he doesn't end up being a Kelvin Benjamin, but you know that's that's for another day but um I've been hearing a lot of him being maybe a possible trade candidate. And Pittsburgh could probably get something from him. They're one and three. Listen, they're one and three. So, if it gets worse, they're probably going to be trading off some people. So, uh, I know this is going off topic. But, yeah, I think George Pickens is definitely pushing Chase Claypool out the door. And Kenny Pickett seems to have a little more arm talent than Mitch Trubisky. He also can get out of the pocket a little more and get him on the run. Um it should be interesting to see what Pickens and Pickett uh, can do together.
0: Could you imagine if uh, if uh, <clears throat> uh, George Pickens, if he was actually instead of um, with Pittsburgh, he actually went to Greenback?
1: Ooh. Because he
0: was drafted after Christian Watson, wasn't he?
1: Very close. They might have they even been back-to-back.
0: Pretty sure it was pretty close. Pretty he sure uh, Christian Watson went first, but regardless of that, man, like Pickens is just definitely a physical presence. He's kind of almost like a Debo in a way. Like after the catch, he can definitely get that extra yardage, you know. Um, so I, I'm a fan. Uh, obviously, I'd like I have him in a few uh, leagues, but I mean, obviously, I'd like him in my major leagues. I'm talking to you, Shane, motherfucker. Sure. But. <laughs>
1: But, um, and to go back on that, like you say, he, bikes, he gets extra yards on the catch. Deontay Johnson and Claypool don't really do that. Like, Deontay Johnson's more of, you've been saying it all along, he's more of a route runner. And then, like I said, Claypool's more of a kind of a deeper threat, jump ball kind of guy. But they need, they, Pittsburgh needs that guy to get those extra yards because, let's face it, they're not running the football very well. Right. They're not. And, and it's, a, it's a shame because Najee Harris, is probably a one generational talent like a Derrick Henry. Uh, but they need that guy to get those couple extra yards when it's, you know, he catches the ball one yard short of the first down and he fights for it. They need a guy like that. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, he just, if, when you have a physical dominant presence on the field at wide receiver, it makes it so much easier in ways to be able to do just about anything. Um, but yeah, uh, I was going to go on the opposite end and say that somebody that we all thought could actually make a bounce back this season, um, would have been Allen Robinson after, uh, his stint in Chicago last year with Justin Fields. But now mm-hmm. with Matthew Stafford, it still seems like Stafford's just throwing the Cooper cup. Um, you yep. know, basically I think he had 19 targets. Yeah. Last week, yes. which was absurd. Yes. Um, yes. I think maybe Allen Robinson had four, but regardless of the fact, like I mean, I think at this point, the whole team is kind of like taking a step back after that Super Bowl last season. Um, the running game yeah. really isn't there. Um, no. It seems like it's only Cooper Cup or uh,
1: Tyler Higby.
0: Tyler Higby, exactly. So, yeah. um. Whether regardless if it's he's just not looking at Allen Robinson or if he's not getting open, uh that remains to be seen. But Allen Robinson to me is somebody you want to bench. Um, I would at least see how it's gonna be within the first couple of weeks before you start to drop him. But Allen Robinson is definitely somebody that I mean, I'm fading huge in the weeks to come. Um Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you do you have any uh shares with him at all? I mean,
1: it's, uh, I don't have any, le- I'm, I don't have them in any of my
0: league. but
1: I would just say, yeah, it's, it's very obviously I watched the Bills and Rams game in the first game. And I mean, we all can exaggerate after the first game, but I actually watched most of the Rams and 49ers game. And it was very painfully obvious that Matt Stafford goes through two reads. It's basically Cup and Higby. And if Higby ain't there, he tries to force it into cup, and I mean, fourteen out of nineteen looks phenomenal. But when you're scoring nine points, that's a problem. And against the Buffalo Bills, they scored ten points. That's a problem. Um, again, you're supposed to have this Matt effort a great quarterback, and he and he's a really good, he's a really good quarterback. I mean, uh, for so many years in Detroit, but it's a problem when you're down to basically Higby and Cup, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it's either going to go to Cup or it's going to go to Higby. And, um, yeah, I don't know if Stafford trusts Robinson. I don't – he might even trust – to be honest with you, he might even trust Ben Skronik more than he mm-hmm. trusts Allen Robinson, honestly.
0: Yeah. I mean I – mean, Right now, you're looking at 150 attempts for uh, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, and only 18 mm-hmm. of those were Talon Robinson. That's crazy. Like, uh, here, I want to actually look up Cooper Cause Cup. Because
1: I, I can get big on the yards, and I know Skronik has
0: more yards than uh, Allen Robinson. Yeah, Cooper Cup already has 54. So, I mean, we're at a fourth of the way this season. Yep. So, 54 targets. That's absurd. That's so, he's looking,
1: at, he's looking at about 200 targets this year
0: yeah exactly he hit not one ninety one last season, so I mean he's definitely on the verge of probably hitting close to two hundred yeah yeah Without and, a doubt.
1: and let's face it that will that's that he might be able to do that this year, but he's almost thirty years old at some point his body's gonna his body's gonna give up I hope it doesn't i hope i mean i i, I don't I don't wish that on him but 30 years old, and you're getting 200 targets. So, um, yeah.
0: well, hopefully he doesn't fall off like, uh, AJ green or Larry Fitzgerald to, to their, uh, mid thirties and stuff like that. But I mean, I, yeah. so far so good for Cooper cup, man. He's definitely, he's on fire. Like he's Absolutely. bound to like Cooper cup from last season is the Cooper cup of this season, basically. Absolutely. So, um
1: so I'm gonna do <clears throat> I'm gonna do my disappointments for wide receivers. Um and this one's not really like a long one that I got, but uh I'm gonna go Juju Smith. And the only reason why I kinda do this is Patrick Mahomes has eleven touchdowns and Juju Smith has zero. Juju Smith is sixty second. In standard leagues, he's 48 in PBR. That's your number one wide receiver. Now, I know Kelsey's the number one target, make no mistake about it. That's your number one wide receiver. Um, and then the other day, he had three catches for 10 yards. Now he's had a couple of nice games, I think it was 89 yards <laughs> and 76 yards. But <clears throat> Juju just, I mean, and, and Josh and his can speak to this more. Um, but it just seems like he's running a lot of underneath routes. And, like, the one where it was, like, a third and three or second and three, he caught it at, like, one yard before the line of scrimmage. He basically couldn't break the tackle. So he's basically just – and he's lined up the slot. And um, <clears throat> he's lining up underneath. But, I, you know, I, I I've not really been a fan of Juju for a while. But I thought with Pat Mahomes, with 11 touchdowns, I thought he might have, like, one or two. He's got zero, and to be sixty second in standard and forty eighth in PBR, um, <clears throat> you know he's got he's got he's got to be better than that. Um, I don't know. Like I said, it was a real quick one, but I mean, just it's kind of disappointing that Pat Mahomes has eleven touchdowns and he's got zero.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, obviously Travis Kelsey is like the biggest benefactor of Mahomes, you know, but also. Mm-hmm mvs hasn't been much of anything sky Moore, i mean we've maybe seen some small glimpse of him I know the last game he did pretty damn well um from the the targets that he got but did you also see that Odo beckham yeah he uh, yeah. was visiting with them too so they're trying yeah. to find that you know possibly alpha wide receiver to match um travis kelsey kind of like Tyreek did last season too um, right now, I, they were thinking Juju would. I think, I thought Juju did pretty decent on some like wide receiver screens, but in yeah. other ways, for him to get open, he hasn't done a whole lot.
1: He just seems like an underneath kind of guy, underneath kind of route guy. Yep. of guy. I just, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, maybe, maybe like another, maybe like a 10 yard out, but I don't see him, I don't see him, you know. Making a quick cut and then just like making somebody fall down, like, um, like my man Gabe Davis, who we'll talk about in a second. Like, my man Gabe Davis did to Rashad Fenton in the playoffs and he fell on his rear end. Uh, I just don't see him, I don't see him being that guy. Like you said, screens, you know, um, crossers, um, that Ryan seems routes, to be his, type slants, yeah, of, yeah, that just seems to be his type of, type of game. So, um, and that's great. That's great if he's like a number three, if he's a, if he's your slot receiver, and he's doing this, that's great. But he's supposed to be your number one. Like you said, they got. They, I, I think they need to get an alpha at some point. Mm-hmm. I just don't see an alpha. But a slot receiver, yeah, I think he could be a really good slot receiver. But alpha, I don't know. All right.
0: So yeah. go ahead. Why don't you uh, go on over to Gabe Davis? You're yeah. About. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, so far
1: it's been kind of a, the first game was really good. He had four catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown, but, um, he missed the Titans game and then he played the Dolphins game. And you could tell during the, pra- the week of practice, he was still lingering. Like he made a cut and he just looked like he made a cut and he was still limping, but he was adamant on playing. And he's from Florida. And he had six targets with three catches for 37 yards. But one of the plays was he was in the end zone going up against somebody I'd never heard of, Keon Crossan. Remember the name? You may never hear him again. And he came <laughs>
0: down,
1: he came down with the ball. And right when he came down with the ball, Crossan knocked it out. And so it wasn't a touchdown. Uh, there was that. And I think he had another drop. And then last game he had three targets for one catch thirteen yards and both of the uh incompletions were drops on him you mm. say it was raining or whatnot but the reality is is that I don't for those that don't know he's got an ankle injury um I don't think it's been i don't think it's been right since the first game um I don't think he should have played in the dolphins game um and I don't really think he should play in the Ravens game last week, but it seems like Full practice this week, so maybe this is the week he turns it up. But unfortunately, he just hasn't. Like I said, a couple. He was great the first game, but the last two games, couple drops, and then like I said, he let a somebody I've never heard of knock a ball away. Um, he, he just, it's just so far. It's been it's, so far. It's been kind of disappointing. Like you said on off air, you can blame an injury, but like I said, if you're out there. And you got the ball in your hands, you got to come down with it. And you can't let, you can't let, I mean, you're, he's like 6'2, six 6'3. Six you can't let, can't let someone knock the ball down when you're coming down two feet uh, to secure it. And then, like I said, he had two drops last week against, it was raining, but still, it was, it was a matchup he could have dominated. And he only had one catch for 13 yards. Um, so, so far at the moment, it's been kind of a disappointment for me. Maybe this week against Pittsburgh, they got a bunch of injuries. Maybe he comes alive. But um, for right now, it's been kind of a disappointment the last few games.
0: Yeah, I mean, even that injury in week – or he was out for week two, right? Um, Just – he was pretty much drafted in the sixth or seventh round in most leagues. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody thought that the upside was there. Um, it's not to say that he can't bring it back, but it's, I think that one game in the playoffs where he just lit it up, what for three touchdowns, four, four, four. Well, I mean, definitely, you know, more than I do, but like, <laughs> geez, like, like he's, I think he can be a legitimate player. I mean, it's only his third year, but I mean, he's definitely stepping it up when he needs to. It's just like, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, wide receivers on that team too I mean also you have uh what's his name that got injured too um
1: Isaiah Isaiah McKenzie
0: yeah McKenzie and also uh Jameson Crowder though so you had two uh guys who pretty much like slot wide receivers for the most part um who were taken out but I mean now that you have them out Gabe Davis can pretty much be used on the inside and out so I mean Mm. that's to his factor in a way right yeah yeah, I mean, he's
1: more of an outside guy, but I've seen him lined up in the inside. but, yeah, no, I mean, maybe maybe it's an over exaggeration. I'm hoping maybe this week is the week because he practiced this was the first week since he got hurt that he practiced full at all every week, every game, every all last three weeks, he's been limited every week. This is the first week where it's full. So Maybe this is the week, and Pittsburgh's got a bunch of injuries on their, in their quarterbacks. So maybe this is the week where he lights up Pittsburgh, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't know.
0: Nothing against your Bills or anything. Like, I mean, it was just like Gabe Davis is not somebody I always it's like looking the draft because the draft position was so high. You mm-hmm. know, like everybody I'm was with- on him. I was just like, I mean, there's still a small sample size of this kid. Obviously, we love the talent of Josh Allen and that he can get to his wide receivers. Right. Um, maybe some on this podcast more than others. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, just like it was just the fact that I, I just had to like take a step back and see it first, you know? Sure. But um, yeah, I mean, he's still young. I mean, he's capable and the season is still young as well, too. So I mean, there's plenty of uh, football left this whole year for him to make a comeback. So it'd be yeah. fun to see him.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe if he doesn't do some this week, then maybe I really need to press the panic button. But um, I just thought that he shouldn't have been playing the last two games. And um, he should have just let it heal. But I get it. He's from, he was from Florida. You want to play in front of your fans, friends and family. I get it. But we'll see. Maybe this is the week.
0: Yep. Um, I wanted to swing it on by to the Cowboys. And especially without Dak, we've seen Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott kind of – falter a little bit. You know, he's not the grinder that we're used to in previous years. But um 59, I mean the thing is like it looks like him and Tony Pollard's uh snap uh percentage it looks like it's 35 uh 65 right now maybe close to like 40, 60. But I mean mm-hmm. Zeke almost has like 60 rushing attempts, whereas Tony Pollard has about 36. So we're seeing around that 35 to 40% for Tony Pollard now too. Um, Zeke only 3.85 yards per carry um, compared to Tony Pollard's 4.5. When going with Zeke too, I mean, it looks like they're pretty much stacking the box in ways since they don't yeah. have, you know, that kind of, what is it, um a dual threat kind of QB as well. But maybe yep. we'll see something when Dak comes back. We have Michael Gallup back, so that kind of helps maybe open up the run offense for both him and Pollard. Um, mm-hmm. Also, to, um it was uh, Noah Brown. He was He's actually interesting. Like, he he did pretty damn well, you know, when Gallup was not there. So, I thought I like- we all thought, too, maybe Jalen Tolbert would take that excess. But it looks like it's more Noah Brown. Um Yeah. So yeah. Noah Brown's definitely been a big factor for Dallas and their success so far. Um, nope. not to mention CD lamb. He's actually been doing pretty damn well with uh, Cooper rushing the helm as well. Um, definitely. so most would say, what have we got here? Like a quarterback controversy, but I mean, it's Dak. I mean, once he's back, I mean, they're gonna, you know, look to, you know, maybe upscale this offense a little bit more, especially in the rushing game. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. Tony Pollard, like I mean, 36 rushes, he had 162 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's getting more of the bulk of the passing, like two to one over um Zeke in the passing game, too. So it looks to be that 40-60 right now um, between this backfield, Which we all kind of like realize would probably happen. Like it'd almost be a 50-50 split. So right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'll just I'll just say that I've always At least the last couple of years, I thought Tony Pollard is a better football player. And it's becoming kind of a little bit obvious that he's the better running back, honestly. Um, Just a little more – got a little more – seems like he's got a little more juice than Zeke. Yeah, he's more
0: explosive than Zeke is now, but I know Zeke's vision is better. That's the only thing. So, I think short yardage – like I said before, like, I mean – sometimes the uh the stats and everything don't reflect exactly like what they look in for most plays. i mean zeke when they have that short yardage first downs they're going to go for him because he's more likely to have that vision hit the hole where it's supposed to be and you know try and get what he can out of that but absolutely um yeah it's interesting man i'm kind of interested to see where zeke will be next year so it's going to be uh, a big turnaround, and then uh, we'll see if this team can pick it back up, especially with uh, Dak coming back maybe in the next couple of weeks.
1: So. Yeah, I don't think it's this, I don't think it's this week, right? I think uh, I no, think. Rush, rush so-
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay, but yeah,
1: no. If, if Jerry can if Jerry can save a buck, uh, he'll do it. So if if they can save money by getting rid of Zeke or trading him, they'll do it. So exactly. Uh, but yeah, I've always thought Tony. I've I've always thought Tony Pollard was at least a better football player. Like you said, more explosive. Yeah. Excuse me. So, um,
0: right. we're running back. You got
1: okay. So, uh, my surprising is Z- uh, Saquon Barkley disappointing. I'll go Joe Mixon. I'll start with Saquon Barkley, and again, this is kind of I forget who 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 was it. Oh, Geno Smith, I was down on Saquon Barkley. I've been kind of down on Saquon Barkley since after the, what was it, 2019 year. And to be honest, the last three years, out of 49 playable games, he's only played in 28. And the offensive line last year was terrible. Uh, It was terrible the year before, terrible the year before that. Uh, his rookie year, they weren't even good either. Saquon was just a just uber talented, and now and so we, I've I've been on podcasts, this podcast where Shane Shane's been big on Barkley, and I said so he's going to do it in the fifth year, and right now after a quarter of the game, he is doing it. He is first in all. He's first in um, all-purpose yards in the entire NFL. The next guy is Nick Chubb, who is seventy six yards um, I'm sorry, seventy four yards behind Saquon Barkley. He is second in standard and second in PPR, and the only reason why he's that is because he only has two touchdown runs, whereas Nick Chubb has five. But it is very clear to me that Saquon Barkley is the best all purpose back right now in this game. And yeah, again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And and, and and like I said, I'm on record saying that I didn't believe it. And right now he through the first four games, he is proving me wrong and he's probably proven a lot of people wrong that probably said the same thing. Um was gonna say and, and really nothing's changed with the Giants other than they did bring a couple of their offensive line and but they still kept Daniel Jones who Daniel Jones is not He's not exactly lighting up the um, scoreboard as far as throwing the football goes. They have no receivers. That's even more impressive is that –
0: You think the uh, playbook of Brian Dayball and, like, his uh, knowledge actually maybe feeds for this offense just a little bit? Because they don't really have that great of wide receivers, too, but they're still edging out games and whatnot. So, yeah, those who are starting.
1: And that's even more impressive is that, yeah, like you said,
0: they have no receivers –
1: Daniel Bellinger, a tight end, is a rookie, so kind of give him a little bit of a benefit of doubt, but he's not really he's not really wowing anybody. Um, other than that one touchdown he had. I think it was against the Bears if I'm not well the Bears last game. Might have been against the yeah, Panthers. Uh okay. but he's not really wowing anybody. Um but I think that's even more impressive is there's not really a there's not really a passing game threat, whether it be the quarterback or the receivers, but um, he, like I said, man, and he's averaging over five and a half yards per carry. Um, he hasn't done that since his rookie year. Um, he, he is there. He's their offense. He is their entire offense.
0: Yeah. I mean, you have Kenny Galladay, David Sills, mm-hmm. Richie James. I mean, these are guys who are just not producing whatsoever. And, uh, the other guys can't stay healthy in Kadarius Tony and Wandell Robinson. So, I mean, they're definitely uh smaller prototype kind of wide receivers. They're more shifty and whatnot, but, I mean, they can't stay on the field. Um, No. uh, Did Odell Beckham, did he visit there too? Yeah. That's interesting, yeah. But I think Dayball is, like, I mean, from what he's got from this team, he's making it happen. And, I mean, it's giving some life uh, to the Giants as well. So, I mean, this is something that, I mean, by next year – we could see a whole new team here. I mean, minus a few more pieces on, especially on offense. Maybe starting mm-hmm. with Daniel Jones.
1: And Kenny Galladay was mentioned as a top trade candidate yeah. to be traded, traded out in New York. And I mean, he's supposed to be your number one wide receiver, or was, and he's got two catches, or it was like 22 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's making what he's making. He, making 18 million per year eventually eventually he's going to be gone it's just a it's just when it's just a matter of when is it going to be this year is it going to be next year um right eventually he's going to be out out, he's going to be out in new york and yeah yeah, and i think i think they have i think i read somewhere where they have five million in cap space Mm -hmm. um you could see obj i could see obj going back because that's his type of and this type of atmosphere i could see obj coming back to them they're winning uh it's a new regime so new new life new life for obj in new york but
0: uh back on saquon man like i mean i'll take anybody who has 31 rushing attempts uh i'll take that as a running back one at any time so i mean i think we can put uh saquon back in the the elite tier to where, I mean, a good couple of first round picks is what I would trade to try and get in, especially if it's that uh, team who is like, you know, um, at its downfall. Absolutely. We're trying to rebuild fantasy, but, um, who'd you have on the opposite end? Uh, opposite, your decline? Opposite
1: end. I got Joe Mixon and it's mm-hmm. not so much. It's not so much him; It's his offensive line. It is very painful. I mean, and I'm not even a Bengals fan. It is very painful to watch Joe Mixon run the football. His offensive line is getting no push. Um, His only touchdown, I think he ran it about two yards, and then his offensive line had to push him into the end zone. (laughs) Um, And that was last week against the Dolphins. He had two other chances to get in from the one yard line and he got stonewalled both times, uh, to where they had to I think that's how Hayden Hurst got his first touchdown, if I'm not mistaken, on a play action rollout. Um he's averaging less than three yards per carry. Um I would almost say he's been more impressive catching the football. Um but I mean, 24 targets, 17 catches—not great for a running back. But 116 yards. But he's 19th in standard leagues. He's 14th on PBR. Uh, he was a—I believe he was fourth or third in both. Um, but it's like I said, it's not—it's not. I mean, do I think he's actually maybe lost a step since last year? I think he has a little bit. I'll be honest with you. I saw some. Plays where he got like tackled from behind or shoestring tackled. That was like, come on, dude! That he would have broke from last year because he had 30 he had thirteen rushing touchdowns and sixteen touchdowns all altogether. Uh, but it is very painful to watch him. I mean, like someone said last week, he was going to have like thirty carries and for like sixty yards. Really? So it's just, it's just very pain. It's very painful to watch him run the football not because he's not a great player because his offensive line is just not getting any kind of push up front they're blocking they're blocking a lot better for joe burrow remember joe burrow got sacked like what was it seven times the first or the second game by the cowboys and now he didn't get sacked at all last week i don't think uh but it's just pain it's painful to watch joe miss run the football because his yeah. offensive line is just not good
0: it's kind of almost, I mean, the whole offense is kind of it took a step back. I think this past week after that W they got, they'd kind of like gotten back on the right foot. Mm-hmm. Even you can see um, uh, Jamar Chase, too. He took like a little bit of a step back. I mean, he's not making too many huge big plays. I mean, T. Higgins is actually the benefactor because I did see something where some teams, I think it might have been Miami. Um, but they showed a rundown where four people were in the same vicinity as Jamar Chase, whereas it left T. Higgins one-on-one with somebody. And that's where Joe Burrow was going to go, you know? So, yeah. I mean, you could see games like that depending on, like, defensive schemes for most teams. But um, in your case, too, I think the offensive line is definitely detrimental for the progress that we're going to see from Jim Mitzel throughout the season. So.
1: And and I want to say, I would say Miami's defensive line. They got Christian Wilkins, who uh, I won't say online, but he he's known for something involving um, genitalia. But I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> just, just look up Josh Allen, Christian Wilkins, and you'll and you'll know. Um, but other than that, their defense line, their defensive line is it's not that good. Uh, and, and Emmanuel Ogba, but. But other than that, between those two guys, their defensive line their is not that great. So it just they just weren't getting any push at all. I mean, it, it was it was painful to watch. And I have Joe Mixon in two of my leagues, uh, one in Chuba where I'm undefeated. So I'm kind of codependent on him. But it was just painful to watch. It was painful to watch him run the football. I, it got to a point where I was like, don't run the football. Please don't <laughs> run the football. I don't yeah. care if I get any points. I don't want you to lose
0: yards. So, yeah. <clears throat> well, um. All right. Well, let's move it on over to tight end. We're gonna keep it on uh two guys that are on the upswing, um. Mm-hmm. As in one, Pat Fryer move with his second uh in his second season, uh, and also Tyler Conklin. who's a huge veteran for now the New York Jets. Um, why don't you swing it on by with, uh, Pat Fryer move.
1: Yeah, I mean, this kind of this kind of goes back. We kind of alluded this to um, George Piggins. You know, uh, Pat Friermuth has had to deal with a a quarterback and Mr. Trubisky that's been very inconsistent. Um, and even themselves, really, they're they've only got a sixty percent complete percentage between the two, so that doesn't really appeal to that. But he still has um, eighteen catches for two hundred twenty three yards. Uh, and he's eighth in standard and seventh in PBR, and I could see it. I could see it increasing. Honestly, I think he could move up a couple of spots uh, with a Kenny Pickett that, like, like we mentioned, like I mentioned before, with George Pickens, he's got more of an arm talent. Uh, he's a little more mobile, can get outside the pocket a little more, and that way, and not 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 for running, but just have a cleaner pocket or cleaner cleaner vision to look to his targets. Um. I think Pat Frymeruth has taken that next step and um, I would say has exceeded in David and Jokies. There's only one better tight end in his division. That's Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews is better than about 30 other tight ends in the NFL. So uh, it's kind of hard to over overdo uh, him. But um, considering that what he's had to do deal with, with Mr. Trubisky and, you know, they want to run the football with Najee Harris but they're just not running the football that well. But So, they're not running the football that well, and you got an inconsistent quarterback, and you're a second-year tight end playing with uh, quarterbacks that you've never played with. Uh, For having 18 18 catches with 223 yards and one touchdown, and again, you're eighth in standard, seventh PBR, I think he's had a good season so far. I think think he's had – I didn't look up stats. I think he's had at least 50 yards or more uh, three times. Um, I just – Think, I think he's taking that next step in his young career. Mm-hmm. And, he, um, and he was and he was outside uh, – uh, I think he was outside the top ten last year, so now he's inside the top ten as far as um, standard and PBR.
0: Yeah, I think he's all around like a really good uh, tight end, man. Like, I mean, even blocking-wise and plus, I mean, red zone, he can be a decent threat. But, I mean, he kind of reminds me of like how Zach Ertz can find the, uh, you know, that hole in the zone play. Like on the defensive zone. Um, so I I'm I got a couple uh leagues that I have him in. So I am a big fan. Like uh I think the sky is the limit. And hopefully with, like you said, Kenny Pickett, a new QB who's somewhat accurate, you know, goes through his progressions and his reads a lot better than Trubisky. I think it's gonna be very valuable for Pat Fryer and uh from here on out. Good time.
1: Yeah. He yeah, like you said, he's he could legitimately be their best red zone or best uh, red zone target.
0: And right now, I was gonna say he's the top tight end in the 2021 class. Instead of Kyle yep. Pitts.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was almost gonna do Kyle Pitts, but um, mm-hmm. him play, him playing with Mariota, I almost I almost did Kyle Pitts, but yeah. for we just
0: We don't need our listeners to try even more nowadays. Well, since they know. Kyle Pitts is kind of taking a backseat. Um,
1: yeah, Well yeah, like I, uh, I, I, I was going to say, I was I was impressed. I, <laughs> I I wanted the Bills to get him last year. I ain't going to lie, but I mean, yeah, six six what was he six five six six. I mean, he like I said by the end of the year, honestly, he could he could lead the team in touchdown catches this year. I don't mm-hmm. know if he did last year. But I could see him being. I could see him leading the team in touchdown catches. It for nothing else because of the red zone.
0: yeah, I think he has one touchdown right now, right? so
1: right, right. so he's on about eh, four. that's not good, but I think he'll i think I think he'll get some more red Zone looks. I really yeah, he
0: had, a, he had seven touchdowns last season, but I mean, we did see him uh, share the workload with um who was his name? Why am I
1: Eric Ebron.
0: Yeah, exactly. Double E. Yeah. Um
1: now, now he but, doesn't have to worry about that.
0: Yeah, his target share has definitely grown since last season as well. So I really do like Pat mean, He's gonna be a great all-around tight end. And you could opt, probably after the season, you could start seeing him being drafted as a top five, you know, tight end.
1: I mean, you're looking at 30 targets in the first four games. So you're looking, I mean, he's on pace for about 120 targets. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I mean, that's incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, So one tight end that I was looking at too was um, Tyler Conklin. Uh, Insane the amount of fantasy output he's had so far with the New York Jets. Um. There, the one thing is too. I mean, he was great with Flacco. We did see him come back with, uh, obviously, with um, Zach Wilson at the helm too. Um, took a little bit of a dip, but I think his targets are if, as long as he gets anywhere between five to six targets a game, is definitely substantial for him. Um, we did see when he was at the first three games with Flacco, seven targets, nine targets, eight targets. I mean, this is that's what you want out of your tight end usually. I mean, that's something that breathes, um, you know, like a top 10, top 12, you know, tight end one. Um, So far, overall, tight end nine. And he is kind of killing it, dude, at 192 yards, receiving um, 21 receptions already. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty stout. And uh, it's somebody that was obviously not drafted in your home leagues. And somebody that basically can be from here on out, even though even though you still have Elijah Moore, you still have Garrett Wilson. I mean, Corey Davis is kind of taking a an upward trend now that Zach Wilson was there. But it looks like he pushed the rest of the tight ends when it came to you know CJ Uzama and Jeremy Rucker, you know, aside. And we just found out that he is the top-tier guy. So
1: absolutely, absolutely. No, yeah, he, no, he's been impressive, and I, I was kind of impressed with him last year at Minnesota. I thought he, I thought he had a decent season, and uh, you know he did enough to get himself uh, a little bit of a paycheck in the Jets, and he's obviously the, he's obviously the number one tight end on his team. But yeah, he's pushing. I would say he's pushing Elijah Moore for. I I know he's listed as number two, but again, and maybe this is me being the biased yards, but. You know, he's pushing Elijah Moore for that number three option. I would say Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis one and two, at least from last week. Um, but Tyler Conklin is pushing to be that third option on this team ahead of Elijah Moore. Uh but I expect Elijah Moore to pick it up. But um no, Tyler Conklin, I agree. Um definitely definitely a top ten tight end right now. Absolutely. I have him, I think in I think I have them in two of my leagues. And um, uh, the only reason why I don't start them is because one league I have Piggy and the other one I have Njoku. So that's, you, you could make the argument start Conklin. You can make the argument start M-Dilkey. Uh They're kind of like, you know, neck and neck. But um, yeah,
0: definitely.
1: Yeah, I, um, yeah, no, I've been impressed so far with Tyler Conklin so far this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, two, uh, I mean, we still have a little bit of time on our hands, but I know two tight ends we were kind of, you know, you still start them. But I mean, there were two guys who've t- taken a back seat. And one for me was George Kittle. Obviously, for you, it was Dawson Knox, too. Kittle, I did see he's more because of the left tackle situation. Like, I mean, he's in there and he's block, helping block uh, to help out Jimmy G. So he only had four targets last week um, until that uh left tackle comes i can't remember his name for yeah so until he comes back which could be a few weeks we might not see great production from george kittle
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i I, I, to, I totally agree with you um but um yeah i didn't yeah, think yeah, be I
0: got too much I, i'm sorry i was saying i don't think there was too much on kittle i mean obviously the rest of the team um you know, the wide receivers with Ayuk and also Debo. I mean, they can take away targets, but we're just going to – I'm just physically putting it in the fact that right now, Kittle is a blocking tight end, and it kind of sucks, dude.
1: Yeah. yeah. And – and and but I got to give him credit. He's a great – he's a great blocking tight end. He, yeah. He's, unself- he's unselfish. He blocks for the team. I think he understands that Kyle Shanahan – wants to run the football. I I was talking to somebody today. uh, This guy's a big 49ers fan from California. Um, The identity of Kyle Shanahan is to run the football and beat you up. Where every team, like my beloved Bills, like the Chargers, like the Chiefs, um, I'd even say like the Lions, they want to air it out. Kyle Shanahan wants, wants to beat you in the trenches and basically do it again. And, mm-hmm. play, and play and played great defense, and they got great and they got a great defense right now. But that's what that's the identity of Kyle Shanahan, and I think George Kittle understands that. Um, I think I think as the game as the season will go along, I think he'll pick up with Kittle. Uh, he probably disappointed people uh, Monday night when he almost had that touchdown, but he
0: basically yeah, to touched the
1: white line so uh who was i oh i was playing you and lucha that's right yeah i was oh, yeah. i was screaming and saying i
0: was like oh no, uh, it might have helped might have helped huh yeah yeah no, i think i was down uh, by like 15 so it probably wouldn't help too much
1: yeah yeah he would have closed the gap with like nine but yeah so i was screaming at the no that's not a touchdown don't 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 dare <laughs> but uh but um but again like i said i i it's a run first team, and that's kind of how people got to understand the Kittle. It's a run first team. He'll get his game. His game. His game is coming. I don't know when, but his game is coming. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I got Dawson Knox, and um, you know, listen, um, you know, this guy was a top ten tight end last year, and at the moment, he's thirty second in standard, twenty third in PBR. Um, He's had less than four targets in two of the four games. He's had less than 41 yards in each of these games. Uh, As far as fantasy value, um, he's had less than 8.1 points per game in each of the first four games. Now you might go, okay, eh." but the first four games, actually the first five games last year, he had 8.1 points per game or better. In fact, in four of those five, he had 12 points or more. So and then not only that, you add in the second game of the year. He was without Gabe Davis. Um and he, I think he had he had one catch for five yards. Um this uh last two games, they've had uh Isaiah McKenzie and Jamison Crowder get hurt last game. Gabe Davis has been kind of limping. And last game he only had he only had three catches for four yards on six targets. So um now he's about to have Gabe Davis come back. As, as, as I said earlier, Gabe Davis practiced full. So now he's going to get a full healthy Gabe Davis. So that could take away some targets. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, not sure if he's going to play. He's still in the concussion protocol, but he practiced today. That's a good sign. Uh, so if he comes back, that's going to take some targets. And and quite frankly, Isaiah McKenzie has been the number two target behind Stefan Diggs. Uh, and, and I I, I didn't And I'd even say after that, it might even even be Devin Singletary because Devin Singletary had nine catches uh, against Miami. So, um, yeah, I mean, 111 yards in four games when there's been a couple of guys uh, banged up. And without a running game, uh, I mean, shit, they threw it 63 times um, Mm -hmm. against against the Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen had 400 yards. And I believe Dawson Knox only had uh, 41 of those. So, um, yeah, I just um, not a great start first four games. And like I said, now he's now it's going to be a returning Gabe Davis and probably a, a returning Isaiah McKenzie. Not sure, but if he does, there's two there's two players that um, uh, are returning back from injury. And like I said, he hasn't really taken advantage of uh, of those guys being hurt.
0: <laughs> very true so and no I touchdowns
1: mean, no no touchdowns. josh allen's thrown it's kind of like juju uh josh allen's throwing 10 touchdowns and dawson knox who mm-hmm. said so
0: i think the upside though like we were talking about with gabe davis is that i mean you got an elite qb who can spread the ball around and i mean when stefan Diggs is getting double covered triple coverage you're gonna find some uh, legit, uh, you know, targets thrown to Davis as well as Dawson Knox. But um, yeah. so I'm trying to think of something fun to to maybe do real quick while we got a little bit of time. Um, okay. let's rate this. Would you rather have Geno Smith? Rest of the season or Aaron Rodgers.
1: Ooh. I'm gonna say Aaron Rodgers. I okay. just think that I just think that as as impressive as Geno Smith has been, and he was impressive last week. No offense, Shane. It was against the Toys defense who's figuring things out. And I just think that, and because we had to talk about Trevor Lawrence, you and I had to talk about Trevor Lawrence and. Aaron Rodgers and I said no but I also I also think that Aaron Rodgers' big game is coming um who they play oh they play the Giants man that might not happen this week because Giants are playing good defense I just feel like Aaron Rodgers will eventually get on t- and Dobbs and um Alan Lazard they'll, they'll all get on
0: uh points yeah. I, I think, think so too they'll get on the same page and I think it's somewhere where they can uh you know step it up uh week to week but i was going to keep going i was going to say okay so rogers um how about rogers or kirk cousins hmm. I'm going to personally go with kirk cousins um yeah Just because Rodgers hasn't really put up what I want to see out of him. But, like, Kirk Cousins can at least – he's got top talent at wide receiver. You know, I mean, he's got Dalvin Cook, too. He's a great pass catcher in the backfield. Irv Smith is somewhat starting to escalate a little bit. Um, Whereas, Mm -hmm. I mean, Green Bay, we want those uh, pass catchers to evolve, but it still could be a mess. We don't know. Um,
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that.
0: What about Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr?
1: Oh, 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 oh. I'm gonna go Derek Carr. I like it because I just think, like you said, Hunter Renfro was hurt mm-hmm. for last two games. Yeah, and right now it would appear that the running game has been better for the Raiders, and that will set up the pass. So I got. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Raiders on this one. I'm okay. gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. Derek Carr.
0: All right. Well, we got about like five minutes left. Let's do. Uh, <clears throat> James Robinson or Joe Mixon.
1: James Robinson. Okay. I just, like it. Just see. Just seems like he's. Just seems like they're opening a lot more holes for him, and Ethan, for that matter. Uh, based off their offensive line, I'm going to go James Robinson.
0: Yeah, I do like how Doug Peterson has turned this team around. Um, I'm excited for them rest of the season. So Trevor Lawrence seems happy. Um, the rest of the locker room who has been there last year seems happy. Um, Christian Kirk starting to evolve a little bit too. Um, so yeah. I definitely like it. Um, I would probably go with Mixon because of the offense. It's just like legitimately great, um, mm-hmm. just all around. Um, Just if they can work past, like you were saying, that offensive line, maybe they can uh, grow. But uh, I'm going to keep going. You let's let's go with James Robinson. For that's a good one here. Um, James Robinson. For uh, I'm starting to. I don't want to say Saquon because we just did him.
1: Yeah. Let's
0: do yeah. uh let's do uh James Robinson or Miles
1: Sanders. Ooh. Damn. I'm a oh, man, I'm a fan of James Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> you can be a fan of Miles Sanders. Me. yeah, that's, but that's the thing, yeah. I'm a big fan of my, but I'm also a fan of James. R- uh, I'm gonna go Miles Sanders,
0: yeah. The only reason <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a big fan of Miles Sanders, but the run offense for this team right now is legit like they're getting it done. Just about anybody behind, um, even Trey Sermon had two carries for 19 yards, so I mean, anybody just about anybody can uh run behind that offensive line. Let's do real quick uh Miles Sanders or Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I don't have any share of these two guys, so
1: I I have Clyde I have Clyde, but I also have Miles.
0: Uh I'm gonna
1: go Miles still, even though Clyde is Clyde had a better game than I didn't start with Clyde last week. It didn't cost me, but he had a lot better game than I thought he would against Tampa. Uh, I'm still gonna go Miles. I'm still gonna go Miles Sanders because um
0: I think he's more likely to have owned that backfield than um Clyde edwards layers So I see Clyde's um snap percentage is starting to dwindle down a little bit. Um, let's do a couple. Okay. Yeah.
1: No, I was just gonna say with Pacheco and McKinnon, Yeah, that's all.
0: Yeah. Say. All right. So I'm, we're gonna do a couple wide receivers real quick. while we got a little bit of time. Um. Gotcha. So we got. Let's do Garrett Wilson or Garrett Wilson or Gabe Davis. Ah. Uh, you know this one's this one's fun for me.
1: I hate this one. <laughs> I'm gonna go Garrett. I'm gonna go Garrett because I just feel like Corey is gonna. I got Corey Davis, so I want him to do something in Chuba, but I just feel like Corey Davis is going to take a downward turn at some point. And Garrett is number one; they want him to be number one. Gabe is obviously going to be the number two, right. maybe even the number three after Isaiah. So I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go Garrett Wilson. I hate saying that, but I'm yeah. gonna go Garrett. Wilson.
0: I kinda, I'm gonna, be, I'm on the same wavelength as you on that one. How about Garrett yeah. Wilson or Jahan Dotson?
1: Garrett Wilson. Okay. Even though, even though I think Jahan's got the touchdowns, I believe, but mm-hmm. um, has found the end. I'm gonna go Garrett Wilson.
0: All right, and the last one, we're gonna go with Garrett Wilson or DK Metcalf.
1: Ooh, ooh. That, that's a tough one. God,
0: dude.
1: I'm gonna go DK
0: yeah I mean oh. the, his physicality says it all I mean we're seeing Joe I'm kind of on the, I like kind of Geno Smith right now than I do Zach Wilson but um I, I kind of think like you can get a little bit more value out of DK right now instead of Garrett but um yeah I think that's a pretty good one but um dude it's a fun little episode we got quite a bit yeah. done um, absolutely yeah, so, I mean, we're definitely back in the fold, everybody. Um, you can follow us on theflug.com. You can follow us at theflug underscore FF. I am no none other than Gars underscore Poetica on Twitter. And we do have 757 Bills Mafia, Mr. Tyson Cullen. What is it, the social media ghost? Yeah. Got right. it. That's right. <laughs> well, cool. But we'll be back after week five, to bring down a rundown for week six. And we'll catch y'all next week.
1: Go Bill. Peace. See you.